coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Dog. The dog. John, good to see you, man. Pitmaster and the Dog. We're going to talk about a few things, but the first, we're going to start off with this past weekend's UFC. There was some, uh, there was some, there were some great knockout finishes. There were a few, yeah. There was some great, um, there was some great power, great skill. Um, some there, great, was, great interviews. Yeah, yeah. There was some great, anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis is there, you just, you can't. Thought he was going to take his pants off again. Yeah, well, he took his cup out and threw it in the crowd. Oh, he did. That's right. And then he and somebody ran down to retrieve it, and which he, is also equally as weird. He thought that was really weird. He said something about selling NFTs. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah that's that new. Uh, I know, but I don't know what his cup had to do I, with yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Derek Lewis is always yeah. He's he's always good for an interview. Yeah, he's, he's he's. I think he's the best interview in the UFC. He definitely has the best um, uh, Instagram. Oh yeah, he's, uh, his Instagram is the one where people are getting maimed and injured, yeah. and he, he writes that they're okay. Right? Yeah, is they're, that him? They're okay. He's okay. It's <laughs> like oh, somebody has got this. Somebody has got their head cut off. He just writes that's. Uh, he's okay. She's okay. Whatever. So, uh, um, yes, I have been. Albert, I put, well, I put in mostly techniques, but there's some workouts. What's there. Albert asking? If I put up my uh, some workout videos, I put some up on YouTube, some up on Vimeo, but I got a couple new ones coming out this week on Instagram. I'm going to talk about a, a couple of different combinations, and I'm going to show a killer liver kick setup. Uh, so if you're not, uh, I think. Everybody should go on my Instagram, pit underscore master, uh, check it out. And um, Bing, let's talk about these fights. First of all, let's go to the main, the main, main event. event. The main event. The main event was five rounds. It was five whole rounds. <laughs> five, well, it wasn't, but it was. What? I thought it was. It went one round. Yeah, it went like. But it was supposed to be five rounds. Mm -hmm. Up to. Yeah, that's why. Why did. Um, uh, Derek didn't have to fight five rounds, but just training for a five rounder, he did not like that. Well, also, I think just the one round, he was out. I mean, he was gassing himself, going so hard at the end of that fight. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was what led to his post fight interview. He said they asked him if he wants a title shot. And he said, "Yeah, I want a title shot if you can make it three rounds." <laughs> he gets I'm not into fighting this five round and stuff. So, you think that was more about the training he had to do for it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Because I just uh, thought it was about him having to be in the ring for no, five rounds. Because I mean, if he's in the round, if it's a three rounder, he went one round, so it wouldn't matter. I mean, but I, I think he just didn't like the fact that he was training for a five rounder, and he. He prefers training for oh, three rounds. Interesting. Well, you but, train your guys for however many rounds. I know we train for yeah. five minutes. We'll do five five rounds of at least of high intensity exercise. Yeah. Yeah, and and and. So how does Derek Lewis get to the point where he wants to fight five rounds? Does that happen at heavyweight? No. In fact, there was a boxer 
who um, was strong, strong. He hit super hard, um, but he got climbed up the ladder. But he would not fight twelve rounds. So the most he would fight is a big, is a heavyweight. Yeah, the most he would fight is five rounds. So they made he was so uh, he was so popular and and the crowd he was a crowd favorite. Um, so I think the WBA or the WBC I forget what organization they made uh, heavyweight five round heavyweight champion. So it was a whole different division that and he only had to fight five rounds. So you had your regular heavyweight champion and he was the five round heavyweight champion. You remember him? Butterbean was his name. Oh, Butterbean. It was Butterbean. Really? Yeah. That's He's the five-round heavyweight. He was the heavy five-round heavyweight champ. Well, there's probably some physiologic point of that. Some people have more cardio than others, and there's a training part, right? I mean, you've been training people forever to be able to work on their endurance. Yeah, I've, tra I've trained guys to fight for street fights, 20 seconds, to, uh, you know, three-round amateur boxing matches, to 12-round uh, MMA fight or kickboxing matches to five round MMA fights to whatever. Yeah. So it's not, there's not that much difference. I mean, it's like, you well, know, there's you, a certainly a certain recipe here at the pit yeah. of what we do to work on, I guess, to work on your endurance part of it. But is, yeah. that, is that a recipe you've come to over the years? Years. That's something you started with or you've honed? No, I've honed it. You've it, honed it, it over. It used to be. It used to be a lot different. It was just like all out. And that I realized that wasn't, that's just not the way to do it. You can't always go all out because if you, if you push too hard, boom, as soon as you pass that line where you, you've trained a little too hard, now you got injuries, you got lack of performance, lack not of just, performance, not, not just in the bed, but also in the cage, both. Well, your whole life. So this brings up an interesting point that i've read about recently which is hit training which is what everyone does right high intensity not hit like we do here yeah high intensity interval training h-i-i-t yeah and if you study people that do hit training and they do too much per week their actual performance goes down so this can be quantitated scientifically and it's actually in our sports literature in the last couple of years that if you train too intense too much you're actually worse than if you train three days a week at a high intensity. So you've come to this probably from a practical standpoint of trial and error and seeing yeah. how it goes. But then when they do these studies and they pit, you know, if you do everyday high intensity versus three days a week high intensity, the everyday people fall off and you can actually measure how their mitochondria work in their cells. And it goes down. The, the performance in those little parts in your cells, which make your energy for your muscles and everything, those performance, those little parts in your cells goes down, which is fascinating. Yeah, it is. But you already know all this. I know all that. <laughs> this is pit science that knows I, all this. I know stuff. it. I know it. Um, I know it clinically. Right. I don't know it, you know, theater, 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 the, theater, wait. theoretically, theoretically. Or physiologically, physiologically, or yeah. But there is a re, you know, putting the science to why you found this to be true is interesting. Yeah, to yeah me. it like, is. Uh, so it's you know, so they they basically say high and super high intensity exercise is like ninety minutes a week. But if you compare someone that does like three thirty minutes of the high intensity part, you know, we might work out for an hour, but the 
high intensity part for 90 minutes versus someone who works out five days a week moderately. The five day a week person actually does better than the three day a week high intensity person. So that's another interesting thing. I think I, well, first of all, if you do nothing the other four days and you're just sedentary. Okay. Um, yeah. If you compare that. So studies look at this stuff, they right. try to try to tease out like what is actually good for you. Yeah. So we know that if you do five days high intensity versus three high intensity, a three is better. Right. If you do three days high intensity versus five days of moderate intensity, your moderate's actually better for weight for loss, what, yeah. weight blood loss. pressure control, uh, glucose tolerance, glucose metabolism, all those things are better. But then if, so then the real thing is, what, what about we do here? We do like three, three days of high intensity and then another couple of days at least two of days, moderate intensity. Two yeah. days and then two days complete rest. But when you say three days high, high intensity and that's all you do, um, that, that, that's, a, that's really- Don't do a, that. That's a little number. That's a small number in a, out of seven. But I, I've always said it's always better to slightly undertrain than to slightly overtrain. Okay. You shouldn't, you, you'll never be able to like really overtrain a lot because your body won't let you, but your body will let you undertrain a lot. So undertraining a lot is the worst. And then, you know, being right under your 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 line, your peak line, that's where you want to stay all the time. Because as soon as you as soon as you step over it, it's like a glass. Once you fill it to the top, you put one more drop in. It's gonna, it's it's gonna spill out. You go one, you go one round above your, above your limit, and boom! Now you're overtraining. Now you're you know, you're 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 gonna be stale. You're gonna be. But it, you don't just top out at that max of with the glass being full. It's actually like the glass is back half empty again when you overtrain at least from the, from the scientific literature, like you actually have detrimental effects to overtraining where your performance doesn't just peak, it decreases. Like, would you agree with that? Right. Yeah. But, but if you keep it here, if you keep it right under full, you're good. And that's where you want to be. Now, on the other side of that, if you do five days a week, depending on your, your, your intensity, but if you're going to call it anaerobic not anaerobic at all so you're keeping it here yeah you're going to be better it's going to be better for your a lot of things including weight control um you know and 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 the studies show weight control the, the, the outcome measures they use are weight control blood pressure but the big one is managing your glucose which is where you know which is pretty important for your physiology so yeah those things do have a benefit so i think doing the sudden like you know, I think like our class, if you just did our class and that's it, you're losing out on a lot of your potential gains. Yeah. Um, like just, you, you know, those other days you go for a run. If you did our class every day, you that would, would, be, you, you would that'd be no good either. You would last about a month and you'd be done. But on the lower days, on the, if you have five moderate days, yeah, it might be better than three high intensity days in all those health, whatever, whatever they measure it on. But if you get jumped in the street and you're training seven, five, whatever, but if you're always here in the moderate or the aerobic area and you don't go into the anaerobic metabolism at all and you get jumped in the street, yeah, you're losing weight and your, your glucose levels are better and your glycemic end index, you know, everything is working better here. You won't be able to go here. You have to make the pathway 
and that's the way you're going to, that's the only way you're going to win that. So, so the study that's lacking that I can't find in our literature is doing what we do, which is the three days high intensity and then a couple days of active. Naturally. Yeah. Because that's what we want. But that's going to be the peak one. Yeah. So speaking of peaks. Um, anyway, interesting topic. Tom, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. There was a lot of conditioning involved in that fight. It was all ground conditioning, and he looked so good when he was on his feet, landing some beautiful techniques. But he doesn't—he isn't known for that one-punch knockout. So he doesn't get the fear from his opponents that, say, Chuck did. So they'll rush in. Um, there's been a few, like uh, Gilbert Burns and this last guy, the bully. Muhammad, they'll just rush in and take him down, and then they'll smother him. And, yeah, he's been working a lot on his takedown defense, and it works really well against a lot of fighters, but he, it still isn't there. It's not, it's not where it should be, where he's going to win all these big fights, because his opponents know what to train for and what his weakness is, and they just got to take him down. They got to get him against the cage, close the distance, and go. And, yeah, if he nails someone just right, he'll knock him out. Anyone will pretty much, but he doesn't have a typical one punch knockout. So his grapplers, they don't have that fear where they won't come in on him. They'll take him down. And that's, that's what happened again with this bully guy. Um, Muhammad, really good fighter, but he took him down. He just, he just brutal. He just pummeled him on the ground and brutalized him almost all three rounds. Right. It was almost all three rounds. Yeah, I didn't see this one. Oh, yeah. It, it went to just, it was a unanimous. It was, a, yeah, but the first round was the closest, which wasn't close at all. And then the second and third round were even less close. But that's the, that short time when it was standing, uh, Wonderboy showed beautiful techniques um, that were almost landing, but he didn't have, he didn't commit to them because he doesn't want to get taken down. So, so he won't commit to him, so he doesn't get taken down. He doesn't put fear into his opponents, so they take him down. It doesn't really work that way. So I felt bad. But then we had the girl fight, uh, Amanda Limo. This was fight of the night, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. was it? Okay. Angela Hill, yeah. Um, there must have been some really not I, – I would have taken Ferreira versus uh, Cambit for fight of the night. But um, over that one. But okay. So that one got fight of the night. That one got fight of the night. Um, I don't think I don't think it was fight of the night. Was I'll look it? it up. I thought so. But anyway, um, it was a close fight. It was a split decision. A lot of people thought um, uh, Angela won. Uh, um, there was a big stink about it. Um, I didn't see, I, I could, it could have gone either way. I think it could have gone either way. I think it was uh, volume versus uh, power. And I think, um, and, and, and aggression versus um, pinpointing techniques, sharpshooting, more power. So I think it was Limos versus, uh, um, I think she got more strikes and she, she, it looked like hers were uh, causing more damage. And then uh, I think Amanda, 
Angela Hill was, uh, she got more takedowns and probably more clinch control, you know? So I don't know. Fight of the night. It was? Yeah. Performance of the night, Cub Swanson and Melissa Gatto. Mm. Yeah, I see. I mean, I see it. But I feel bad for, uh, um, I, I feel bad for uh, uh, Angela Hill because, uh, I don't know. She seems to get she seems to get a lot of uh, right up there with the split decisions losses. But I mean, all I gotta say is like, um, I mean, there's got to be a time, and I I better than anyone knows this, so I know this very well. But there has to be a time where you just have to let go and take more chances, and and those split decisions go away. Yeah, maybe you'll get knocked out, but it gives you a much better chance to knock out your opponents so unless you're Muhammad Ali or or some other sharpshooter like that that can stay on the outside and pick apart their opponents and win by a decision all the time um, then risk you're, you're risking losing by not risking uh, you know um, risking a knockout to get more aggressive and and I think Angela Hill just wasn't uh I don't think she was aggressive enough to to complain about that decision. I think it could have gone either way. If I was in her corner, Angela's corner, I wouldn't complain about the way it went. And if I was in Limos's corner and Angela won, I wouldn't have complained. It could have gone either way. So the way where you make it not go all the way is you just got to step on the gas and push a little harder. And it's easier said than done. And I know you can't get a knockout every time. Like uh, someone, someone says, don't leave it up to the hands of the judges. That's impossible not to do. Just like you can't hit a home run every time you, you get on the bat. Or you won't strike out. Don't strike out. Get a home run. You're going to strike out even more if you try to hit a home run every time. But at least you'd be a more exciting hitter. So it's try not to leave it to the judges. Try not to. You can, manage, you can modify that yeah. saying. Try yeah. not to. Which, if you're super aggressive, you're trying not to leave it to the judges, but it may go to the judges anyway. Yeah, and this one, if this, if she was a little more aggressive, this one, it, she would have won. It would have gone to the judges anyway, but she would have won. But because she didn't push it that far, maybe she didn't push it that far because Lemos wouldn't let her. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not judging that because it's a fight. Two people are trying to beat each other up. But it just looks like she doesn't really push to her very, very, very highest limit so i could be wrong but that's what it looked like so thing then we got uh sancho fighting uh simon ricky simon with the uh i get a bit because his name is ricky that's why he has the mullet are mullets coming back no i i, I declared mullets were coming back and no. my wife quickly said no 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 it's him it's him and like there's like you him and two other, other guys yeah, there's and, like fighters there's like there's like two people in Bakersfield and him. Is there no one at your gym here with a mullet? No, no I wouldn't let him. I would kick him out. <laughs> There's a rule. There's no mullets here. <laughs> but anyway, um, but with that said, um, he might have a mullet, but he can fight, man. I mean, that was he, he's one of Colin Oyama's guys. So you know going in, he's going to be tough as shit, and he's going to be a great uh, striker. Um, but... He actually controlled this fight for the most part until it was ended uh, on the ground. Took him down, out clinched him. Um, I love Asanjo, 
but he just he looked he looked stale in this fight. He looked flat, and I think a lot of that had to do with uh, Ricky Simon. <laughs> Ricky Simon is just really that good. I see Ricky. What's he rated? He must be rated some. If he's not rated right now, he's going to be rated. And then, last but not least, great fight: Darren Elkins against Cub Cub Swanson. They've both been on rocky. You had a rocky go of it lately, but they're both really good. They're they're both knockout punchers. Um, they're both well rounded, and they've both been there, done that. They've been around forever. Uh, Cub won in the first round, and uh, what what was really beautiful about that fight wasn't really the fight itself. It was the fact that um, Cub had three of his kids and his wife and. In, sitting front row, anyone, and they want anyone because <laughs> that's the key to that. Yeah, part. Anyone get too injured? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, his a, kids. How old were his kids? A lot younger than like I think. three and four. I know. What is he? How old is he? I don't know, but he's got these what, three little kids on ring three. ringside, yeah. yeah, like octagon side. These little boys in a suit. I'm like, I was happy he didn't get a beat down, man. That would be traumatic. I think it would have been. Children. And, and I'm glad he didn't, and he didn't, and it was perfect. So he won. It would have been a good time to retire, but maybe he's not ready to retire. Not on um, a win. No. Do these um, guys do most fighters want to retire on a win? Most of them. Yeah, some 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 want to retire on a win, but uh but I don't know. It just seemed like it would have been perfect because all his kids were there and his wife was there and he won and he could have hugged her and said, Yeah, we got this great UFC gym now and you know, now I don't have to do this anymore and I love you. Is and- the gym down in Palm Springs? It's that way. Yeah. I don't know if it's Palm Springs. He lives in I think I think he lives that way. Yeah. So but I think his 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 gym is down there. So it was a good card, not the best card ever, but uh I mean it was a good uh you know non uh non pay per view. Not non pay per view fight. Yeah, Derek Lewis is always entertaining. Derek Lewis, oh my god. What's he gonna how's he gonna top himself now? So he's taking his pants off in the ring, he's thrown his cup into the audience. And someone wanted it. They did a cuppy. Instead of a shoey, they did a cuppy. Who did? Somebody out there. They did a cuppy instead of a shoey. On TV? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know. What else would they catch his cup? The guy who like ran down and got it and ran back to his seat. Well, he did Odd. He's, he's that guy's disturbed. <laughs> that guy's really fucking disturbed. If he's 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 I don't know who did it, but uh whoever did it, yeah. If What's you're married. Dirt? If you're married to that guy, if <laughs> I would start planning something not with him. Yeah, what's he going to do next? We'll have to tune in and find out. Yeah, he's, he's I, I just love his personality. He's going to work on his mitochondria. I love, I love his, I love his, I love his, uh, his aura. And let me tell you, Yellowstone, holy shit. Are you in season four yet? Yes. Oh, finally. First episode was good, wasn't it? Oh, my God. The first is it? What is it on now? Is it, it? I don't know. It's like six or seven, eight in. Into the fourth one? Yeah. Oh shit! That's you got, a you got plenty of catching up to do. I think the the two best shows I've ever got that crazy about yelling. I'm screaming during that show. I love Ripon and and Beth. It should be Beth for president, and then Rip could be the, the power, vice president. Power couple, huh? Rip yeah, Beth. that and Temptation Island were my two favorites. Ah, the full spec. All right, I gotta go. Gotta go. Till next time, man. All right, brother. See you guys. Share this. This is the best podcast in the world.